Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patented process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So, Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. All right, listeners, welcome back to the show. You are part of the rock star world because you are listening to Agency Rockstars. My name is Dan. I'm your host. I'm your MC. I'm on the stage today with another rock star ready to give you some amazing insights and a really cool story. Um, and I've been sitting here chatting uh, with Andrew just for fun. And I know that you're going to get a ton out of this. So it's my guest today, the rock star that you're going to listen to, is the uh, the president of, a, of an agency called Fangled Technology, kind of like newfangled stuff. Uh, his name is Andrew Deutsch. Andrew Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on, man. Great to meet you. And, and I was as I was getting to know you before I even talked to you, I noticed you're also not only do you run this company, but you also have your own show called the Fangled Cast. So you're a you're a pro at this, and uh, and this will be good. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, Andrew, tell me a little bit about about you and the agency. Um, how did you get into running an agency? Well, first of all, we we don't call ourselves an agency; we're a consultancy. Mm-hmm. In that, in that we we operate differently than most agencies, mm-hmm. because most of our clients end up having us become part of their team as a fractional chief marketing officer, and the core behind it, in terms of the thought process, is most companies need a C level strategic executive on their team. The mm-hmm. challenge is they don't need them five days a week, mm-hmm. and they don't need to pay what a chief marketing officer would cost them in terms of the, the fees and otherwise. But how, how do you build a model where, where you can actually become part of the team and part of the success of the work that you're doing, as opposed to somebody just providing services? Yeah, and there's there's lots of agencies that do get get into the into the strategy, but there's there's also a lot who have almost ruined the name agency in the market, and and agencies need to to pull together and find ways to to repair the damage that the mm-hmm. less uh, what's the word I'm looking for scrupulous and mm-hmm. and honest and, and powerful agencies can provide for companies. So we we don't go to market as as the Fangle Tech agency. We we are a marketing and sales consultancy, strategy first. I love that. And and as I looked at your website, you like and and so it's funny, obviously you know what you're doing, branding and marketing. Not only do you have this on your website, you have it as part of your the Fangled cast, helping you convert every touch into voracious advocates for your brand. That's the like, core of everything we do, whether it's domestic so if we're taking companies overseas. Because what's missed in the advocacy world is every touch. That means people who do and don't do business with you should be advocates for your brand. Right. Think about, you know, high-end automobiles, although that isn't a market that we play in. But if you're you're Porsche or you're Aston Martin, you have voracious advocates for your brand that could never afford your product. So so as, as the sales team is running through that sales funnel and eliminating all of these people who don't want to do business, why wouldn't you want them to, to leave that sales funnel still wishing that there was a way they could be doing, doing business with you because of who you are and what your brand stands for? Yeah. And you can do that even when you're not Aston Martin, is what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. We do it for companies that make screws and, and 
you know, industrial, industrial manufacturers. Yeah. I'll give you an example of, of a strategy. So you, you go to a company who makes very high end, I don't know, let's say CNC routing equipment, millions of dollars of equipment. And that salesperson says to you, yes, we do have a solution that could work for you, but we're never going to meet your budget because at this moment in time in your, in your industry, you don't need this machine. We would, we would be rip, ripping you off by getting you to finance and do it. What would happen if I took you over to another company that we do business with, that we're aware of, that has the right machine for you and let me introduce you and get you started? And when the day comes that you get to that next level where instead of making 100 parts an hour, you need 1,000 parts an hour, we're here to help. Mm-hmm. And, and you continue to communicate, you continue to create content that, that matters to them and how they can grow their business, even though they're not currently doing business with you. Even if they never get to that need for the thousand parts, they're going to be talking about you from every hilltop going, you know, I wish I could, I could afford their stuff. That's the best company in the world. I, I can't, I don't need it. But if you're going to get to that size, I'll tell you what I, I do, even though I don't have their equipment, I do business with those guys. It's that kind of, it's that kind of strategy that makes a difference. Uh, and it seems so simple to just like it, honesty, integrity, and communication. Mm-hmm. What a, what an easy way to start that that journey of of creating advocates, right? It it comes from it comes from always thinking about how you can serve before you can profit. Mm-hmm. It's you know the 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 old style B two B market was sell sheets, lunches, bottles of wine, and golf. That was the marketing strategy. And, it, and, and you would talk to sales guys in the B2B space just 15, 20 years ago, and the conversation sounded like what two eagles would be saying to each other in a tree looking down at lunch as the rabbit's walking by. That was the mindset of sales <laughs> and marketing. Um, and, and in today's market, if you see your customer as prey, uh, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. Actually, mm. eagles don't bark. They, they make screeching noises up the wrong Can tree. Can I do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that's great. Yeah. Don't, don't look at them as prey. That's a, that's a new, I haven't heard it said that way before. Andrew, that was really good. Um, so, so for those customers that you do serve at Fangled Tech, uh, sure. let's talk about a, a, a story that highlights how you serve them so well and, and get a win for that. What does that look like? Sure. Let's talk, uh, there's there's a, a couple different models, but there's there's a client that came to us. That two two women inherited a business from their grandfather. The business is diaper rash cream. The formula hasn't changed. And this is one of the few consumer lines that we work with, but the formula hasn't changed since 1927 when it went to market, and they've always had three percent, five percent growth. Anyone who uses the product, multi generational. You're not really a parent if you don't use that product because your mom used it, her mom used it, your and and so forth. But they were out basically telling the story of the ingredients, the old story of features and benefits, which always makes my my skin crawl. <laughs> Nobody sells features and benefits. You sell benefits and then use the features to prove the benefits are real. That's that's the model. So so they've been out talking about how much zinc and other things were in there. Well, we did a qualitative study. We spoke to Adults who who had had children, we spoke to folks who are currently with children, and we spoke to people who were going to have it. What are the real motivators? What is the problem that diaper rash cream really solves? And the ingredients aren't the problem or the solution. It turns out that through the research, the three prominent benefits that are out there, number one, we want to have a healthy baby. We want the baby to, to sleep at night, not have a rash. Number two is the parents want a good night's sleep. And number three, which is the most important, which kind of blends between 
I want to know that I did the best for my kid. And I want to be able to tell my in-laws and my parents, damn it, leave me alone. I'm a great parent. <laughs> so, and, and that, that message completely changed how the market viewed that company is, is we, we pivoted from, we've got the best ingredients to we're going to make you the greatest parent. And you know what? Your in-laws are going to tell you you're a great parent because you've got proof. That's awesome. Oh so, man. I can feel that. I feel that man. That's so good. Yeah. 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 And, and there's uh, a lot, a lot less itchy butts in America. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause yeah, I, I would have no idea why zinc is important. I don't care. Yeah. But if you can yeah. paint that picture of being a great parent, man, I'm all in. Yeah. You take it to the industrial space. Now we're, we're going to make uh, that same CNC router and we're going to promote it with the wrong way. We use American steel and, and aluminum before we machine it into that product. And ours uses electricity and it has cutting tools that fit. And you go, okay, well, what the hell does that mean to me? Well, you yeah. sell, you sell the CNC equipment of this can be operator free. You can, you can produce X number of parts with this much labor compared to what you have now, uh, zero downtime, uh, retrofit that no matter two, three years from now, if rather than buying a new machine, this is completely upgrade. All of those are the benefits that companies are looking for in that equipment. They don't care that, that you source the steel from the US. Um, that's a delighter maybe. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, they're comparing six and they go, well, these, these two are the ones that we want and that one's made in America. So I'm going to support the country. I'm going to buy that one. But that's the end of the decision period, not the beginning. Yeah. Way down in the decision side of the buyer's journey, not yeah. at the very beginning at the top of the funnel. Yeah. <clears throat> but that, um, that core strategy is, is what we do for our client. It's going back to who is your real customer or customers? What are those personas? Mm -hmm. What matters to them? What are the problems they need solved? What, what are the desires that they have? What excites them? And then we look to the manufacturer who, or the, the, the supplier, the, the customer that does whatever it is, service or product, and say, how can you differentiate in a way that matters to them, speaks to their needs in a way that none of the other alternatives in the market to that problem can do? And that's, that's, that's the core of, of the strategy. And remember, I say alternatives, not competitors. There's a difference. I like that. Um, and you also like it also what you said earlier about creating these advocates, even if I don't do business with you, I'm going to pay attention to that messaging. I'm going to understand it. I'm going to it's aspirational. I want to do business with you because you've moved me. Yep. Even if I don't, I'm going to tell your story. And so, yep. you know, I, I've heard it said over the last 10 years or so that the, the brands don't have the power anymore. The consumers do right. The customers do. And sure, but you still have that influence of telling your story, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And when we talk about alternatives too, is, you know, so, so many companies are so, especially in the B2B space are so hyper-focused on what they make. So if you're a manufacturer of screws, your competitors, I guess, are other people who make screws, but the alternative solutions for fastening include adhesive tape, twine, uh, bubble gum, <laughs> nails, <laughs> right, right. staples. There's, there's all sorts of alternative solutions. It could be that the solution to their problem is they don't need fasteners anymore. They re-engineer to make things click together. Yeah. So, so when you're doing that market analysis is the third part of the, the triad of what we do for our clients. We don't look at just competitors. We look at all alternative solutions that are out there that, that could be in the, in the market space. Yeah. So Andrew, you've covered um, two very different sides of the spectrum. It sounds like of your customers. Um, your portfolio must be pretty diverse. Who who do you work with? Who's a great fit for uh, for Fangled Tech? 
in it, it varies. I can tell you what isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't work with highly regulated businesses like banks. Uh, we don't work with insurance companies. Don't work with law offices mm. because it's it's it it limits us in not having the internal resources nor the the proper freelancers in our pool to 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 make sure that we're in line with all the, the legalities of that. We sure. work our our client base is basically number one businesses that are stuck either in the B two B or consumer space that that have have hit a plateau don't know what to do next uh their their marketing everything needs a refresh from 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 zero the second which is a sad part of it is probably a third of our business comes from people who've been burnt by agencies that don't understand strategy and just like to sell shiny objects that mm. that you know we can build you a website we can drive a hundred thousand people to it and then the guy goes well wait a minute we're a niche market and there's not that many customers in the world what, what do i want <laughs> with all those people so right. those come to us. And then the third are people that have an innovation, a, a, a disruptive tech that they want to bring to market and, and don't have the skill set to do it. They've, they've got the idea and they want, they want to figure out how, how do we get past the status quo bias of the world that's been doing it a certain way. We've got a new, a new way of doing it that beats everything. How do we communicate that? And how do we break those barriers? That's, our, that's the core of our, of our business. And the last part, is anyone who wants to take their business overseas because we work in about 120 different countries with affiliates. Wow. Um, our, our team, we, I think we can speak in 12 languages among our freelancers. And we have, for my work in, in global trade, uh, true partnerships and associations with businesses in about 120 countries. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And, you're, and if I did my research right, you're based, you're based in Ohio. So yeah. you're, you've got an Ohio business that is around the world, 12 different yeah. languages, 120 countries. That's amazing. Yeah, well, I, we we built the the core of this business and our under our previous name during the years I lived in South America. Okay, um, I had gone to to do a ninety day project in Brazil in nineteen ninety three and ended up living there for ten years. <laughs> ninety <laughs> so, days to ten years that's yeah, that's a big difference, man. <laughs> well, not not if you look at the, the history of all all. All, all, all right. energy, but you know, all for, right <laughs> for an old fart like me, it's a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool part of your story. I like that. Um, I I'm, I'm based in Michigan and have traveled some and lived in California as, as far as I got to live, but like South America, man, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil was home for, for 10 years. Yeah. Wow. I, I met my wife there. My kids were all born there. Oh, wow. Right on. Yeah, man. I love people's stories. I love it. <laughs> um, so let's get back to your clients and, um, Andrew, you talked to a couple of different industries. Uh, what are you seeing the pain points in the industries in which you work today? Like, are they, because they're so different, are the pain points different? What's the common thread? The, the common thread is lack of strategy in most companies, and and really not understanding their 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 brand story. Most most industrial on the B two B side have been so indoctrinated in this idea of the mission statement of their company being the driving force, mm-hmm. and the mission statement is a bureaucratic thing that in many cases, it's a great thing for the beginning of a meeting to get people focused. But at the end of the day, it's the brand story that people live and grow their business by. So you'll, you'll find companies where you in, in the industrial space where they, they have multiple brands within the company. And it's just such a mixed story. The most common thing that happens for us on day one with a new client is we go around and ask people, tell me what your company does. And there's nobody in the building who can tell you. Hmm. They can tell you a bit, a part, but they, they don't have uh, a, a clear vision based on their brand of what they do as a company, who's their customer, how do they serve, where are they going? 
Yeah. So, so that, that's sort of the common, the common thread. And then the other part of it is they're still stuck in the mindset of features. Our equipment has this much torque. It has this, and you go, wake me up when you're done and let's talk about what people get out of it. What's in it for them. Yeah. And, and that's when you start to really re-energize and understand the brand story. Your brand is more related to the benefit you bring to people than it is to what, what kind of stuff is in your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All that with, with them. What's in it for me. You got You gotta tell that yeah. story. Don't you? Yeah. Uh, so speaking of telling stories, if people want to continue to hear your story or connect with you, um, I've, I've got one big question coming up. I want to make sure you get a chance. Uh, where do you send Uh-oh. folks to connect with you, with a company, whatever? Yeah, the, the easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn. I'm the guy that has my name, Andrew Deutsch. Yeah. Um, you also, please jump over to YouTube or anywhere that you get a podcast and search the Fangled Cast, all one word, F-A-N-G-L-E-D-C-A-S-T for those that are listening, not watching. Yeah. Um, and and our website is fangledtech.com. Excellent. Yeah, and Fangledcast, you got uh, a few dozen under your under your belt now uh, episodes. Um, I was looking on YouTube at some of the the different guests, and looks like you've had some great conversations. So check that out, listeners, for sure. Uh, so Andrew, is there anything over the years that you've heard or learned that seems like counterintuitive, counterintuitive advice, but once you embrace it, has a major impact on your business? The whole the whole feature benefit. Invert is probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. I went to went to business school and it was all about selling features and benefits. And it didn't make sense that to, uh, at all based on the indoctrination that you get in, in, in business school back in my day to talk about the, the benefits because what people, when they buy a car, they want to know how many horsepower, how many cylinder. And when, when I finally started to actually experiment with ignoring the features until the benefit story was clear, it was that moment where globally for helping companies expand around the world, recognizing that different cultures look at different benefits that make, that make sense for them. That was when we were able to truly build multicultural, multi-global global marketing strategies that adapt to cultures around the world. Mm. So fe- features are the last thing you want to talk about. Gotcha. So go with the benefits, what's in it for me. Um, <laughs> in is it, it, market. And yeah, yeah, in each market, like it's so interesting that I hadn't given it all that much thought. How selfish of me to not think globally. Uh, each culture is different in their benefits, and so if you can understand them, so is it? Is it? This might be a super softball question, Andrew. Forgive me. <laughs> is it just as important then to ask and do those surveys and have those conversations with your end users? Is it really that simple? It it is, and the other the other lesson that. If you're gonna go global, you you have to get partners in those countries who know their their culture because they know it, and you will never know it as well as them. Yeah. So so yeah, it's it, those conversations. Almost every time we talk to an industrial player, a B two B customer about what their customers think of them, they're almost always wrong. Mm-hmm. Why do you do business? They always the, the package of what they think is the core of who they are. It makes people want to do business with them is rarely the real reason. Um, and I get, you know, we, we, the podcasts are short, but there's examples of um, where, where companies were so proud of this, the 10 things that they're promoting about themselves. And when you talk to the market, none of those matter to the customer. I'm doing business with these guys because they answer the phone when there's a problem, they can fix it. There's a whole, sometimes it's a total personal touch. And if you're in, in a market where you believe that you're a commodity, 
That's the most important part. You could sell your products at twice the price if you can guarantee that doing business with you means they'll never have a shutdown for lack of material or defect. Mm. Price doesn't mm. matter. It's, it's all about how, how to get out of the commodity mode and be the value prop, be the benefit, not the, not the feature. Yeah. So good. And and I, and I, I can see that applying to the agency owners that, that are listening to the rock stars that are listening, um, get out of the commodity market. You're not a commodity. Yep. Bring that value. So good. Andrew, yep. thank you so much for being a part of agency rock stars, my friend. Appreciate your time today. Hey, I had a blast, man. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon.